So last week, your your name has been in my phone for a number of years as Maddie Big Pimp Ross, <laughs> and. Uh-huh. When we sent the email to that woman at Branson, um, it came up in my email as Maddie Big Pimp Ross, and I panicked because I was like, what if she can see what I've been calling her? Um, so then I changed your name officially to Maddie Ross, and then I thought I would be clever, and I, for your, like, your, um, what's it called? Like, little icon, your your picture, your contact info, whatever. I oh, yeah. thought it would be clever if I took a picture of a post-it that said fame on it. Um, so that, like, it would take over the whole screen so I could go, I'm sorry, hold on, fame is calling um, <laughs> f- for this moment. And it didn't work at all, and I'm embarrassed for myself. Why, what didn't work? The th- photo I don't know, you took? It didn't, it, the picture didn't pop up. Pop up. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a little technology tutorial. Wow, yeah, apparently <laughs> I, I can't handle technology tonight. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm the only one, right? <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have any evidence of anyone else fucking up anything. No, no. For evident for context, um, Maddie just spent like five minutes trying to figure out how to work her mic, and it was on mute. <laughs> A problem which I solved from over here. Yeah, I mean clearly you're the you're the audio expert of the team. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah, I just I'm exposed to so many <laughs> hits and tunes. <laughs> hits and tunes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I feel really weird right now. Um, I just, I just woke up from a two hour nap and I had a dream that you and I got in a fight while I was napping and you were, you kept Venmo charging me for all these random things you bought. And I was like, why am I, why do I, (laughs) no, it was like, it was like a subscription to like a magazine and like all these (laughs) really, all these really, (laughs) It's just like a really weird dream, but then I got really mad at you, and then yeah. I was like, I "And was now like, you're mad at me." Who do you think you are? Yeah, so I feel a little bit of no, anger okay. towards you. I have absolutely had those moments, and it's just really inexplicable. Yeah, well, it's also like super fucking hot here, and mm. I'm recovering from a sinus infection, and I just was like, I just kind of like dozed off on the couch without meaning to, in like a hot, sweaty, gross nap. And then I had a rage, a rage dream. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I'm gonna need you to make it up to me. Yeah. No. I. I. This is my bad. I'm so. I. Just let me know what I can do. <laughs> okay. Well, cheer me up. Let's see what you got. Um. You can go ahead and reverse those charges. I will pay for all the magazines. I didn't know that that was not something we were. <laughs> we were that would cheer me up if you just <laughs> <laughs> started sending me money. Yeah, have you have been I? paid this week or? Uh, no, I haven't been paid All this right. week. So you're at, like two dollars left. <laughs> oh, I I got paid. I got um, I babysat the other night, so oh I'm good, rolling Thank in cash actually. Oof. Yeah, I actually good. got paid really well the other night. I I babysat for three and a half hours and I made ninety dollars. What? Yeah, I don't know what was happening. I don't know if they were aware of how much money they gave me, but it's just. How many like, kids? One. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it was just like, have you been working with them a long time? or? Yeah, I think they really like me. Yeah. So They're like, this girl is 24. She's going to get her life together soon. <laughs> you <laughs> better probably just sweeten the pot a little bit. <laughs> <I am. laughs> yeah. They're probably like, she needs this. 
Yeah, they're either trying to get you to stay because you're off to something next, or they're like, she's not up to anything else, so we I th- better... I think it was, like, a little motivational push, probably, because the dad is, like, an actor, and they probably just what? understand. What? Yeah. Like, it's Brad Pitt? Are you babysitting for Brad Pitt? <laughs> Brad, Brad was so generous the other night. He gave oh me $90. I'd be like, fuck I you, Brad Pitt. Could... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could he part with those ninety dollars? <laughs> oh, I'm so thirsty. I'm like in a. I feel crazy. Huh. I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, you sound a little congested. I don't want to say anything, but really, you can hear it. You've sounded better. Yeah, I have sounded better. Yeah. Well, you played a lot of shows, right? So that could be. Is that I, something that would affect things? No, I'm really grateful for my body because I went to Cabo for my sister's. Um, I was just going to say honeymoon. What is it called? Bachelorette? Bachelorette party. Um, and then I, I had know, but... I had <laughs> two shows um, like a few days after that. And I was just so nervous that I was going to get sick. I was just convinced because every time I drink, I get sick, basically. Right. And um, I had emergency for like three weeks straight, like every single day. I just like kept my immune system super strong. Um, powered through those two weeks. Both shows went really well. And then I think that my body, I like, finally just let my guard down and relaxed for a second. And then I got, um, like, a sinus infection for the first time in years. So, oh, excellent. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> I honestly feel like I'm just paying my toll. Like, it's fine. I'm, I've accepted it. Okay. Well. It's like my drinking toll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like maybe your body was, like, holding out. You know, like it knew no, subconsciously yeah, totally. that you couldn't get sick. It knew. It really did. And and I feel I feel really appreciative towards my body. Like I feel like it's got my back and it's the thing that allows me to do all of the things I love. And right. and I really just I have appreciation and respect for it. I'm trying to take really good care of it. So all week I just like did a bunch of yoga classes and ate really well and then I still got really sick and I've just been trying to not overwork myself and like I allowed myself to I got like offered to babysit tonight and got asked to do a bunch of things today and I was like no like I'm taking Sunday off and I literally just worked on music and hung out all day today. That was a really body positive thing that you were just doing there appreciating your body. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it was. When Irene told me to do that, I was like, have you seen these thighs? <laughs> but <laughs> when you say it, I feel like I kind of want to try that that attitude. If any, if Irene ever listened to this podcast. I just, I think that I've had a particularly tough year, so it's not her fault. I'm just, yeah. like, grumpy. She would just be so bummed at how little of an impact she has had. No, a couple of things I was like, yeah, you're right. But, like, I'm also not ready to get there, you know? She's yeah, She's almost yeah, yeah. like, I need, I need a little more bit of a toolkit before I, I go to the person that thinks that I'm normal and totally capable of handling my own crises. Well, I actually, the notion that I was just talking about, it was something that I had never really thought of until um, I have a friend named Catherine Gallagher who wrote um, a piece um, it was published somewhere cool, like pu- published in like Cosmo or Team Vogue or something. Um, and she basically was talking about how she grew up like really ashamed of her body and she goes like really badly bullied. And she po- di- posted this photo shoot recently 
and um, she got like a ton of positive feedback on Tumblr um, from girls being like, I love seeing my body type represented. And then she wrote in the piece about how she was like, I realized that I only have one body and that's the thing that allows me to sing and dance, which are like the two things I love most in the world. And like, and I have to just like treat it really well because it allows me to do all the things I love. And that's like a pretty cool perspective. Like, I've, I mean, we're just in our culture so shitty and hard on ourselves. Right. Like, like the whole, obviously our girl Tina, you know, portrayed it best when all the mean girls were looking in the mirror talking about their shoulders and shit. And then Katie's like, I have bad breath in the morning. Because <laughs> it had never occurred to her to like look in the mirror and just hate herself. Because she was in Africa. Because <laughs> she was in Africa where there are no problems. Mm, I actually don't even know how to... I don't know whether I should brush that off or... <laughs> um, we'll move on. Okay. Just glaze over it. I handled oh, that poorly. Um, <laughs> I was um, having dinner last night with our friend who is just a really wacky guy. And he he's pretty much the, the closest person I've ever met in real life to Michael Scott. Like Do you the, think that he would appreciate being called wacky or is that like... They, he has no choice but to. Okay. Um, so he just says the craziest things that I couldn't have, I couldn't possibly even think of. I don't know where he comes up with them, but as we were leaving, we were saying goodbye and I mentioned something and he was like, I'll just glaze over that. (laughs) And I was like, what? What'd you say? He's like, I'll just glaze over that. And I was like, glaze? And he goes, oh, is that how you say it? Oh, man. <laughs> it's just like... I think that my sister went through a phase where, like, if she learned a new vocab word, she would try and use it. So one time at dinner, she was with friends, and they're talking, and she was just like, Echo? And they're like, <laughs> okay, whatever. And then she says it again another time of the night. She's like, Echo? And they're like, what are you, what are you saying? And she's like, Echo, like, repeat yourself. And they're like, Echo. And she's like... <gasps> And my sister's a brilliant human being, so, like, this is just, like, not That's typical hilarious. of her. Hilarious. Wait, at what yeah. age was this? Like... I think it must have been, like, sophomore year of high school for her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And she was like, ah, I knew that one already, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the last time she ever let herself look dumb. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, she, that was before she, she got her Ivy League education, so yeah, things she, are better now. She does not come off as dumb. <laughs> no. Um, that's really funny. Uh, yeah. how, how was your day? Can you tell me about what you were doing? Well, so I, between you, I'll be, you I'll, we'll keep that preview of the film between you and me so we don't ruin anything for our, our fans. Okay. Um, but, yes, I spent the day filming... <laughs> The first episode of my of my web series that Lee and I are doing this summer. Um, and I realized that in the context of, of this podcast and your actual successful music <laughs> career, that when I say web series, it sounds like I'm serious and it sounds like I, I, it's going to be good and it's not. Um, I, re- I really like how you overplay the success of my career. I must. Perceived oh, well, no. I mean, we'll just say that Vanity Fair hasn't written my web series yet. <laughs> Um, but 
I, and I said this to Leah earlier, and I, I was just... At, by 23, I'm almost 24, I feel like you're either really good at making movies or you've given up trying making <laughs> movies. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I am definitely putting forth a 14-year-old's attempt to make a movie, which is really sad because I'm way too old for that. 14-year-olds um, are probably the most creative best content out there right of course um and all the boob jokes to be had <laughs> but I was, I was being serious no I've got a lot of I've got a lot of I wasn't take, I was not taking you seriously <laughs> yeah um anyway it's like it's really funny because I just I wrote this script and I really like the script itself and it remind it's perfect for me and Leah but like I had no idea how to execute on it. I was like, I don't know. You stand there. I'm going to put the camera here. And, like, I know there are rules to it. And I know you're not supposed to, like, break certain walls. Um, and I just I have, I'm, have no idea how to do it. But we had a good time. And it feels good to... Do you guys break any walls? Sure. That 180-degree rule was not followed by me at all today. <laughs> What's the 180-degree rule? So, like, if you're shooting a scene between two people you stay on one side of the room you don't yeah. film from both sides so like you'll film over the right over one person's right shoulder and you'll film over the other person's left shoulder and you never switch that you never walk over to the other line if that makes sense mm-hmm. so i did that left and right because i didn't know what else I, I just couldn't keep track of things yeah it sounds i've always wondered how the hell they film stuff from different angles you just have to be like such a good actor that you acted exactly the same multiple right times. and we we are not no <laughs> we're gonna see I, I we had fun that's what mattered yeah that's and great. <laughs> i'm so proud of you girls thanks thanks <laughs> you keep up the good work honey yep yeah thanks <laughs> um it'll no, give me something no, to i do actually am really excited though at my desk job <laughs> yeah so so you just get one day a week, and then it's back to the grind. I am back to, I, I, it's going to be a long summer. <laughs> um, how's Salesforce? I, well, I'm not working for Salesforce, but I'm using no, Salesforce, know. and I, I, I don't program? understand. We have had, like, I think every day I've just texted you being like, I don't understand what Salesforce <laughs> is. We bought a, we've San got Francisco. a lot of Salesforce, um, employed listeners so maybe you can make a public plea for assistance public plea for help <laughs> tell me and i know i've seen your logo everywhere in san francisco and you have that big old building and i i just i don't understand what i'm supposed to be using it for i know i'm just <laughs> using it wrong did they tell you what to do or they just said use sales i don't think they know either i think they're like we kind of <laughs> fucked up the Salesforce, and so we need you to work on it so we're all lost wow yeah okay well yeah. At least someone's profiting here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully there'll be another Cabo trip for you when it is the honeymoon and you maybe get to go along. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be sweet. I don't think you invite siblings on your honeymoon. I do not think so, no. No, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, they're going to South Africa on their honeymoon. Wow. Isn't that cool? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Damn, that's far. I know. I kind of like, so you get married and you're like, okay, and I'm going on two weeks of vacation and people are like, yeah, definitely. Cause you're married now. Yeah. You know, free pass to go on 
two weeks vacation. Yeah. I guess you could go anytime, but I don't know. Wait, what's your point? My, my, I don't know. You just, there's some guaranteed window where it's acceptable to leave work for two weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. My sister is, like, so stressed out because she's basically taking off, like, a month because she's taking off the week of her wedding and then two weeks afterwards and then she comes back for, like, three days or something and then she has to go fly to Durham for Katie's wedding. Katie's wedding, which I'm going to. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't wait. We're going to need to do, like, a panel or something, a podcast panel. Oh, my gosh. What do you think that entails? I don't know. Probably, like, getting some cool people in a room. We should get all of our, our friends from high school and ask them what it was like for us to come out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, great. It's we'll going to be about that later. We'll be in the hot seat, but <laughs> I yeah. actually really strangely enough, so right before we started recording, I told you to hold on a second because I was trying to find this article that but I, we're going to push it back to next week. Um, mm-hmm. but I was like, I think I might have sent it to Kelly, and so I searched our um, Facebook message history and the the last message that I sent her Wait, let me just read it to you. The very last message I sent her was in 2014, being like, being like, I just messaged our, all of our friends and told them, and I'm, and then clearly I was talking about coming out. <laughs> but that was my very last. And she, la- she didn't respond. No, she didn't respond. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> yeah, no response there. It's me, like, in all caps, being like, <laughs> like I'm hyperventilating, please help. Maybe she <laughs> called you. Do you remember yeah, her calling she, you? I don't know. I'm not sure. I know she was very supportive at this time. So, but I said, oh, okay. okay. So I just talked to AJ this weekend. I just sent Amy and Miles and Will Facebook messages. I feel bad about the messages. I just didn't hang out with them one on one, and I was definitely subconsciously stalling, frowny face. But yay, it's done and done. Thank you for all your support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the worst time of life, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so fucking stressful. <laughs> Oh, God, it was terrible. I wouldn't go back there. No. I remember, I, weirdly enough, I feel like, um, like, Darcy was one of the first people I told, actually, which is weird, because I don't... Oh, really? Well, no, when, when, once I dated Lauren, then yes, but not, like, when I first, first came out, which was, like, the most traumatizing part, because I didn't... Sorry to interrupt you, but breaking news... (laughs) My oh my gosh, what? My girlfriend just texted me and said, every McDonald's breakfast item is now available all day. Wow. <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about taking care of your body or whatever. Is that, is that not in about... moderation. Okay. <laughs> um... I, I don't eat at McDonald's very often, so that was not as exciting well, for me as I it was Well, I don't either. The only thing that I just... <laughs> I don't ad- either. The only thing that I adore from McDonald's is their bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast biscuit. And that sounds pretty good. When, when they said breakfast all day, I was like, oh, yes, like now I can maybe go get that because I'm never at McDonald's at 10 in the morning because I don't hate myself. And Right. Um... And then I went one time to order it, and they were like, yeah, that's not on our all-day breakfast menu. We only have some all-day breakfast. Oh, that's rude. I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing advertising that you have breakfast all day? 
So this is more of a redemption story than just yeah. an arbitrary. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm on board. I'm um, on board. Cool. Good. Yeah. Um. So coming out to Darcy. Right. Well, no, that's not what I was talking about. But um, oh, <laughs> I just remember the the worst. I think the worst experience I had was. For for a while, I was doing the whole, like, I'm going to write it down and pass over a note thing, which is really awkward anyway, but I just couldn't think of another way to do it. And I don't know. I was like, that one felt particularly awkward for some reason, and I just was very nervous about it. And it was very emotional, and I had to write this letter and then walk five paces away to give her some space. I and think then you I told this one hearing, on air. This was when you were- I'm going to stop talking right now. What? No, no, no. I, I just meant, like, oh, yeah, this rings a bell. I think oh, no, I know sorry. Which, which friend this is. Yes, but I don't yeah. want to bore people. But anyway, okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's bored. I remember texting her being like, well, if you don't want to hang out later. You know, I did tell a story on air. All right, we're moving on. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Similar to your messaging, Kelly, being like, eek. I was, and I have to tell people, I was like, well, if you don't want to hang out with me later, I understand. <laughs> because Aww. I have to tell you something that's going to change everything. She's like, I don't and, really care. And you, it's a thought, long time since then. you thought they would want to hang out later? I thought they were going to maybe not want to hang out with me later. Yeah. That's really, really sad. Well, that's the th- kind of thing that so goes through someone's brain when they're coming out to people. Yeah, no, it's true. And for some, it's very valid, and that is the scourge of America. Mm-hmm. Is that the um, right word? <clears throat> I'm not sure. I just wanted to glossé over it. Let's glossé right past that, then. <laughs> um, I... I don't even know if I want to talk about this because it might annoy me, but I'm already talking, so I'm just gonna talk. Oh, here we go. Um, the the thing that's like t- took over my my feed that I think also maybe led to my angry nap because I was like on the couch exhausted and just scrolling through Facebook. Um, how all the Notre Dame students walked out on on Pence's commencement se- commencement speech. And half of the internet is like, snowflakes are so rude. Show the man some respect. And then everyone else is like, that is an insane point of view. Here are the million reasons why. Wait a minute. Your newsfeed has people that are calling those people snowflakes? I just, like, I just follow, like, a lot of news organizations. And, like, I, I torture myself by reading the comments on things. Okay. So. Okay, gotcha. I was going to say, I don't think that my newsfeed would have it. I think it would be like redemption. Notre Dame yeah. students get their head out of their butts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I try to I try to keep my feet open because I have a I have like random conservative like relatives and family friends and it's like mm-hmm. and it's like my sick self torturing pleasure to like see what things they think. So. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah. Wow. Like, well. I mean. No, I I. Sorry. No, no, you, can you break it down? Sure, no, I was just, I, I have been thinking a lot about that whole, like, where's the room on campus for conservatism argument. Right. Because um, I think that, like, in its, somehow in its, in its origins and its nature, it's valid. Um, I just don't, I actually don't understand why at a higher ed institution you would tolerate someone whose viewpoint involved like degrading um an entire demographic of people right so i yeah i don't know i'm not sympathetic towards the whole like 
we need to have um it, like education is all about having the the challenging of opinions and the challenging of minds and it's like mm-hmm. uh, no like at some point you move past the archaic one that views gay people as sinners and you move on right and uh, and also like it's a very educated and informed thing to do to like understand the role um peaceful protest plays and silent protests and like to understand like their significance in history and Mm -hmm. like obviously it's just exercising your first amendment right to peacefully protest and to not listen but like i've just been reading the dumbest things today of people being like these people need to like learn how to just respect someone and like how are you ever how can you be tolerant if you won't listen to someone else's point of view and like future employers take note like these kids won't do any won't listen or do anything they don't want to do which is just like such a gross manipulation of the situation and like i mean clearly like it's actually no go ahead like if you're a queer person who has been impact or you know person of color or just any person who's been impacted by the egregious policies that this man has spewed and implemented and the organization and the administration that is destroying lives it's like you want to talk to me about respect like that's right, insane exactly. that is so insane like and i decorum. know that i know that like compassionate people would understand that if they could hear you and me talking like right and and it's just it's just like they're the way that like just the the machine churns is that different sides just see something being spun one way and the other and like obviously that goes both ways to a degree but I also think that that's like um false correlation but well it does a really strategic thing there which is like it takes the constant like what we hear about millennials all the time is that we don't like to be told what to do Mm -hmm. um which I absolutely admit is something that I have an issue with um like all these times (laughs) this is a side note but I always feel like oh, I'm just so unique. Like, I just can't possibly work on someone else's project. I have to work on my own art. And then I'm like, I somehow still don't think of myself as just falling into a stereotype of a millennial. But anyway, <laughs> um, like, I think it's some positive when it, when you look at it on the whole. It's kind of ish, yeah. iffy. Um, but <laughs> that being said, um, they're using that, like, that very common rhetoric of we don't, uh, the millennials don't want to take orders and then, like, using it in that context in order to, like, make it, to belittle the idea right. of, of peaceful protest, which is really, like, in debate terms, very strategic and smart. Um, right. But, obviously, Well, it, it's you. like Well, it's like a tool of oppression, and it's just, right. like, and it's also probably the most admirable thing about our generation is the fact that we have no, tol- you know, people don't have tolerance for for hearing you know, for the White House completely taking steps to obliterate people's rights. Like, you know, it's like, right. what what kind of argument is it to be like you, like, what kind of argument is it to be like, don't stand up for what you believe in? Like, that really right. la- lacks integrity, how you won't just sit there and accept that this person is speaking at your commencement because they're in power and you should shut up and respect them. Like, right. that's actually a terrible point of view. And, Mm -hmm. and like, I actually, I heard Abby Wambach speak like a year ago and she was talking about how everyone shits on millennials for, you know, thinking they like deserve the world and thinking they deserve so much. And she was like, isn't this exactly what we were fighting for? Like for, 
for like our daughters to be like I don't have to tolerate this or like I deserve better or I can have more like right and I feel like there's definitely I mean and I'm kind of towing into uh, uncharted waters that I haven't really thought through all the way so bear with me but (laughs) I feel like the whole uh, millennials don't want to do dumb shit for work like that is that a problem per se because i feel like there's a lot of abusive power at work in the workplace i feel like people offer shitty jobs for not a lot of money and then expect that they're just gonna get done because someone is fearful that they're gonna lose their job um so shouldn't that be a signal to someone who's hiring or someone who's higher up to then start either paying more or being more honest about work expectations or um I don't know, allowing people to have more. I, I, you know. There, there's a lot of moving parts to it, like, but I yeah. think, I think that, like, as a, as a nation, we're just moving forward and evolving more and progressing, and that means that, like, women are, are going to be in the workforce more, and we're mm-hmm. going to need, you know, more maternity and paternity leave programs. Like, we're going to, you know, we just have to, you always have to, like, adjust policy to a shifting workforce. And the other thing is that, like, jobs are changing and, like, the 21st century is moving really quickly and a lot Mm -hmm. of old jobs are going away and a lot of new jobs are taking their place. And so there is, I feel like there are a lot more, like, tech desk jobs in a way. And then there are also, like, there's more of a need for, like, skilled labor. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those those are the two... Those are the two parts, two pieces that, like, either, I mean, you'll either be working for a massive corporation or for, like, a labor union. So, in both of those things, it's, like, kind of great that the power is on us to, like, shift work-life balance. Sure. And if you went, if you, uh, I had a teacher who was, she's a millennial, but she, like, wanted to hate on us. And she was talking about (laughs) how, I might have actually shared this story, but it's been a while um about how millennials are entitled and they won't just like respect decorum for decorum's sake Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's that's bullshit i don't i don't buy into any sort of system where like decorum is the thing that makes a woman have to look at a man who's in charge of her work in the eye after he sexually well not sexually assaulted that's a serious i don't want to drag that into i mean that happens though yeah Um, yeah but even like minor, minor, minor sexual advances that are inappropriate in the workplace, like right. if your overseer is a man and you are a woman who's experienced that, like decorum would would necessitate that you just, you know, keep saying yes, sir, and and move on. And I think that right. I don't believe in that at all. Well, I think that there's just major growing pains between, yeah. you know, the generation that's in power. Right. And then the generation that's rising. And, but I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many arguments, like, that I see online all the time of people being like, they say that millennials are blah, 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 but the baby boomer generation is the one that literally fucked everything up by, by taking more than they needed, like, destroying the economy, Mm -hmm. like, you know, just screwing us over and putting us in the position where where student loans are, like, out of control and cost of tuition is insane and no one can buy a house, like... You know what's really interesting, actually, is... um, And I didn't think about this until Adam said something to me, like, a couple months ago, but... um, So, UNC Charlotte was actually built as a post... 
World War Two, like, go get your education type of thing. Oh, cool. Um, so, basically, a lot of uh, white male soldiers came back and then got their education that way. Oh, okay. I uh, know, I mean, it's fine, but I guess it's not as exciting, because, like, like um, historical black colleges didn't necessarily get the same funding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of loan forgiveness for the males of that of the baby baby boomer bleh, baby boomer generation that might have experienced wartime effects like Vietnam War kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have, and those are a lot of loan forgiveness programs, right? Involved in that if you've served. Yeah, for your yeah, country. definitely. Yeah. So, but we don't have similar. Um, I mean, we have loan forgiveness for those who are were enlisted, but there's not like a draft. There's not. A much smaller portion of the population is involved in that, and we haven't really, mm-hmm. like, recalibrated what ser- service to our country means. Yeah. I actually read today that Betsy DeVos's new ed- education proposal is almost mm-hmm. done, and it includes, yeah. like, a ginormous budget slash, um, like, practically eliminating the um, the public servant um, yeah. loan forgiveness program. <laughs> and a lot of people in my program are going are gonna to reel from those effects because, yeah. like... I'm in the public service industry, I guess. Yeah, I know. My girlfriend's mom is a um, is a an assistant principal, and so she's all the loans that they took out for USC were under Obama, falling under that program of for her kids. Yeah, so like the loan she takes out in her name, like she's a public servant. So basically, if she pays every single loan consistently, like all the way through, then it will forgive like almost all of the interest on it which is right. a shit ton when you're talking about $200,000. Right, right. 30 years, whatever. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, things will be interesting. It's fine. Everything will be fine. We're going to, we're going to, our generation will soon be in power one day. Hopefully <laughs> the world isn't on fire before then. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> See, these are the types of things that happen when I take a hot afternoon nap. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. It just goes spiraling. I feel like I, so, like, did you take AFAM 2? Oh, with Jeff? Uh, okay, AFAM 1? AFAM 3? Which one was Do are you talk, Are you talking about in high school? Uh-huh. I, I don't really know. I'm pretty sure I took AFAM 2. Okay, so for context, our high school, you required that you take two English courses from each section, and one was global uh, lit, oh, one was European lit, one was American lit, and then one was AFAM um, lit, so African-American literature. Um, and so one of them involved Do the Right Thing. Anyway, if you haven't seen Do the Right Thing, this isn't not... And there's a lot of, like, heat metaphors, but... And then, anyway, that's not... That wasn't good. That was bad. <laughs> A lot of key and, metaphors. No, heat heat metaphors. Like, oh, oh. There's a lot of sweating, and then there's um, later oh, a, a protest okay. turned violent. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know what? That was probably poor, in poor taste <laughs> to connect your, your angry heat nap and Betsy DeVos and then. No, do I the right actually, thing. actually saw something else crazy. I think I'm just on the internet too much and I need to, like, slow it the fuck down. But I saw something recently that talked about wartime patterns and how it usually coincides with the summer and like if you look at a map of yeah. when all the major events take place in history it's like summers are a time for for like unrest and anger and war that's nuts 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Humans are just animals. Although, who was in charge of making those decisions, I might ask. <laughs> Good question. Was it men? They say women are so temperamental and moody. <laughs> yeah. We started every major war in all of human history. Yeah. Man. Except for maybe Helen of Troy, if you want to blame that one on her. I don't remember her involvement in that situation. Basically, she was... basically she was really hot and everyone was in love with her. Ugh. And they were fighting over her. She didn't do anything. I was... Should I be worried that, that that would... Oh. Well, then there you have it. You have the male sexualization of the female that ends up somehow being used as justification to keep the woman down. Did that sound fluid and intelligent? Because that really... It, it did. Came you're out doing, of my ass. You're doing great, bud. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, can we talk about... Um, so my roommate sent me a website that had... We are a big fan of Myers-Briggs yes, on this podcast. Yes, we are. And we you really can are. Tell, go ahead and tell people what your friend said, which I thought was funny, but also I reject. Oh, my friend was like, Myers-Briggs is just horoscopes for people with liberal arts degrees. Right, so basically it's like slightly slightly scientific so that you're not just like doing <laughs> cosmology what is it cosmology yeah or okay astro- astrology no, that's, that's for skin astro- isn't it astrology <laughs> okay <laughs> cosmetology Cos- um, <laughs> um so astrology <laughs> it has like a little more science to it because it's based on like social psychology i guess and so we're it has all real into science it. to it you have to take like a personality quiz you have to, to take a whole out. test yeah it's it's fucking scientific. Um, anyway, I put a lot of a lot of stock into it. Um, I, do, I do too because mine describes me so deeply. Yes, me too. And I, anyway, so my roommate sent me a website of like each one of your Myers Briggs personalities, what your worst nightmare is, um, <laughs> and what just happened to me reminded me of Shekel's worst nightmare. Oh, <laughs> just talk. Yeah, wait. Do you have the list or no? Uh, I can pull it up. What is, or can you remind me of what Shekels, is it, Shekels she, has a very unique. She's an INTJ. That's gotta be pretty rare. Oh yeah, the definite, yeah, I think it's, I think it's said that only like 7% of women have that personality type. Like it's very irregular for a woman to have. Really? Yeah. So basically huh. you get four letters. And each letter responds to, like, an aspect of your personality. So there's E and I. So if you start with an E, you're an extrovert. And you start with an I, you're an introvert. And then there's lots of And we talked last week about about what that means. (laughs) We did. Uh, I don't think that I can find this. Can you pull it up? Yeah, I think I found it. Okay, Okay, great. Oh, yeah. So so there was, like, a thought catalog article that was, like, your – each personality type's worst nightmare and my girlfriend's mm-hmm. is every time you open your mouth to say something intelligent something entirely idiotic comes out instead i would say <laughs> i i fear that but maybe shekel's got a, a more deep-rooted fear no in that. it's so funny that this says that because she says that to me almost verbatim all the time without having read this she's like i just like my biggest fear in life is just sounding dumb or just just <laughs> not being smart <laughs> like it's her it's her thing and then my my personality type what was it mine was like 
Oh yeah, my my biggest fear, and this is pretty feels pretty accurate, is your loved ones are in dire need of guidance, but every piece of advice you give them inadvertently makes things worse for them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so true because I'm just like try really hard to be everyone's therapist, and I just, <laughs> I just Barack really... Obama is standing at the head of the nation, and he's like. <laughs> All we gotta do. Uh, oh yeah, because we have talked about this on the pod. My yeah. some some of my fellow ENFJs include Barry. I call him. Um, yeah. Well, when Barack. you're in the same Barack. category for Myers Briggs, you can just call him whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you have like Barramir. Yeah, like, you have all these. Ami- well, your your Opes. personality type is called the protagonist. So like you have all these heroes. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, I call um, her Opes. I don't usually get fired up to use the F word, but when I, when I talk about the difference between yours and mine. It's just one letter. One letter. <laughs> it's barely a letter. And I would say I'm, like, close to, to the J because it requires, like, good objective judgment and balancing facts. And, like, I'm so, I'm so close because of all this education that I've had. And yet, mm-hmm. instead, and yet, I get And yet you're thinking instead of feeling. Oh, wait, no, yeah. what's yours? No, I'm prospecting instead of judgment. Oh, okay, so you're an ENFP? Yeah. ENFP. My heroes include so you're, you're, Michael oh. Scott <laughs> and Phil, Phil Dunphy. Those are characters. Those are not people. <laughs> they're so silly that they're not even using real people. They're using <laughs> the caricatures. Oh, man. I know. Um... Your worst nightmare is every minute of the rest of your life has been scheduled for you, and it's a long series of arbitrary, solitary tasks. <laughs> so I was rejecting that. I was like, that's not my worst fear at all. And then, and Leo was like, okay, maybe. And then as I was doing work, and I realized that I was doing what I thought were arbitrary tasks. Like, the key word there is arbitrary, right? Like, I can do anything where I feel like I have a purpose to it. Yeah. Um. I can I can crochet for hours knowing that I'm making a blanket. But it's mm-hmm. like if I am organizing something that I know that you are then going to like disorganize. <laughs> ugh. And I, I think that she, her point was like it's your worst nightmare that you couldn't even conceive of it being possible <laughs> because it's just so much not in your nature that Well, yeah. This whole thing does get a little bit horoscopy in that it's like once someone says it you're like, "Oh yeah, that's me." But, like, this is just a random thought catalog thing that someone made up. Can we not belittle the science, please? What? what? <laughs> I want to read more about my personality type now. Ugh, it's just so soothing. It's so fun. It's just like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Who else I have? Matthew McConaughey. Oh, <laughs> guess who else I have? <laughs> uh... Uh, you have try to get who. try to guess just like the most revered figure in American history. I already said Oprah. No, besides her. Uh, <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. <laughs> no fucking way. Ah, yeah. uh, come on. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! I can't believe you guessed it. <laughs> well, that just pisses me off. <laughs> And I also have Lauren Graham, who... What? I know you love. 
Oh. You know, I saw her in the airport in Idaho. Wow, good for you. And she was there with the actress that plays her daughter on Parenthood. So, like, leading me to believe oh, that they well. went on some vacation together. Aw. Or maybe they were some... traveling to, for work. No, because they were flying commercial. Hmm. So they were on some adorable, like, fake family vacation, which wow. I just thought was amazing. That's incredible. Oh, I gotta tell um, the world. So oh. my my second mom... Like, I love my mom, and I don't want to trade moms, but I have supplemented my my upbringing <laughs> in some ways. My second mother, um, I don't know, if I've asked her to use her name on the air, so I'll just, I'll just say Caitlin's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't asked Caitlin either, but I feel like I can defend myself a little better. I was um, going to say call her Sally, but you just went for Sally. Caitlin's um, mom. She sent me a book... But the Judd, Judd Apatow uh, book that he where he interviews a bunch of comedians, and I'm just it's been lovely to read. That's cool. Like receiving a nice hardbound book in the mail. There's nothing better than that. That's truly incredible. I wish that I got this much reverence when I sent you that coloring book, but I can it see wasn't the hardbound. difference. It was see. not hardbound. Yeah, getting a gift in the mail is truly the most fun thing in the world. No, it's true. It's the the best. Although I did have um, someone, a family from home, a couple weeks ago. They were like, we want to do something really nice for you. So we thought we would call pizza, a pizza order in, and then they Aww. would deliver it. And I was like, this, I feel like a fucking VIP right now. That's like, really cool. Like, I was like, yes, have it arriving at 545. <laughs> and then they drop it off the door. And I'm like, yes, that's the pizza I've been waiting for. Thank you. Ah. Uh, Oh, I thought you were going to say, and then they, like, charged you for it. <laughs> no, no. I felt like a queen. Yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it worth it? Breaking oh. your leg? I, oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy that, like, if just a small series of events had gone differently, you wouldn't have broken your leg? Yeah, I have a lot to be grateful for, because I got out of finals, mostly, yeah. And, <laughs> um, I didn't have to move to New York. Yeah. And I was nervous about that. Uh, I have this rainbow cast on right now, and it's pretty incredible. Yay! Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of glad things turned out the way they did. Yeah, that's cool. And that's maybe a little bit over the top, but, um, <laughs> I actually did have my, my post-op, and I'm getting my cast off in, th- in three weeks from Tuesday. Wow. Oh, did you start yeah. physical therapy? Not yet. Well, I'm, I'm still in a cast. Oh. Okay. But, you could, like, yeah. be getting buff in the meantime. You could, like, be doing some push-ups or something. I am doing push-ups, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. How many can you do? Um, in a, in a row, 25. What? Is that... Well, I'm doing you, one-footed push-ups. You can do 25 push-ups? One-footed. That's, wow. That that's that's okay really, really you. impressive. I'm Thank amazed. You. Thank you. I'm re- you should put that in your dating profile. Okay, well, yeah, I will. What's that, how's your dating life? Uh, well, so I got really excited because this whole Grey's Anatomy stint I've been on has made me, like, imagine a world where I had always, like, kind of eschewed that, like, that, um, type A 
and high achieving world um and who had always been grateful that i was not a part of it but i've watched the show and i'm like i feel like i'm missing out and so yeah and the Callie and arizona relationship is just so amazing until it falls apart which is heartbreaking it's um, so annoying when it falls apart it's, i and, don't know what the fuck they were thinking i know and they're so beautiful and like arizona mm-hmm. is just so adorable yeah um and today i swiped right on someone who was like stanford pediatrician and re- doing her residency at duke right now she's wow. like blonde and looked exactly like arizona and i was just like oh my god please and then she, <laughs> she had not swiped right on me so oh wait how do you know if someone doesn't swipe right well it didn't match when i swiped and i don't usually go on tinder so how does it so can you explain to me how tinder works uh that is the most annoying question a person can ask <laughs> It says so much about your life. <laughs> uh, okay, don't. I'll, I'll Google it. It's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you. Basically, you, you upload some information, and then you put some pictures, and then you select the age range you want, and then you just, like, they, they I think they start by trying to do Facebook mutual friends. Like they try to give you a little bit of connection, and then they just do, like, a mile radius. Like, they do all of the lesbians in the surrounding 20 miles. Hmm. And then I go through, and if I don't like them, I swipe left. And if I do right, like them, I feel like a lot of like swipe left, swipe swipe right jokes are lost on you. Then if you don't know how it works, see that's okay. I just get them confused because I don't know and I don't really understand the swiping. So if okay. you like someone, you swipe right. Yes. And then what happens? Um, and then if they have already liked you, like if they've already swiped right on you, then it'll be like it's a match. Mm-hmm. But if so the so the only the best part about it is that if you swipe, oh, if you okay. swipe right and they don't swipe right, like they never know that you desperately reached out to them. Yeah, that's good. So like but, I, yeah, they'll never know if you were like yes. But what if you're the first person to do the swiping? Then then it I will think just that tell you, tell you later if they swipe right. too. You get a notification later that that. Oh, okay. So maybe she yeah. just hasn't, maybe she hasn't seen you yet. Maybe, that's possible. Maybe she's a but... busy pediatrician doing her residency and she hasn't been on Tinder in a little bit. Yeah, um, she what, is a pediatrician. What photo do you have? I, I have a couple photos on there. Oh my god, can I see them? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I have one of me and Darcy at a Carolina game and we're looking kind of cute. Nice, sporty, One of me fun. holding waffles because I feel like I really was going for the low-hanging fruit of having a cute dog. <laughs> um, and then one I went out like one time in college and I added that photo because I feel like that's a good idea. You wanted to seem fun, right? I want to seem like I'm not uptight and and like have crippling anxiety that keeps me from leaving the house. Do you tell? Um, do you have your height on there? My height? Yeah. No. Oh, I guess there's one picture that makes me look real short. I should get rid of that. <laughs> I didn't. I never thought about that as an issue, but here oh. I'm gonna I'm delete that. Because well, I know that's like a straight person thing. Like, oh my god, how tall is he? This is so important for us. You know, I I had. So I'm. We'll clear the air ways here. <laughs> I I am a little bit short. I'm five three. Yeah. Five three, and maybe a little bit of change, but um, that's pretty short. Yeah. And I, I don't think know, I think of you as short. Thank you. Um, that was in some ways insulting, but really, in some ways it was just objective. 
And I w- sorry, I wasn't trying to be insulting. I was thinking like I would just have a big personality that you don't think of me as a short person, you know? Oh, I just think of you as like heart as tall as a mountain, body nice. approximately five three. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how tall girls that are gay think about dating short women because I feel like a lot right. of girls. Do they want other are, tall girls? Well, they're but they're also raised. I mean, not everyone, but. I feel like many people are raised to expect to date a man and a lot of like gendered dating politics would say right. that you are you will date someone taller than you if you're exactly. a female. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's really weird for a girl to like then yeah. have to suddenly stoop down to their date. I wonder if that cuts you out of your market. I don't know. I mean, I've only dated tall girls. I know you have. I feel like everyone you've dated has been tall and blonde. Yes, they looked eerily similar. <laughs> Which was a complete accident. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but also every girl you sent me a picture of being like, she's cute, is also tall and blonde. I think my current current unattainable unattainable love interest looks nothing like that, though. I thought she did. And I won't go any further than that, but I I, I don't think that she looks like them at all. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um... I, it was an accident. I asked a friend Looks if she knew like any gay them. people. <laughs> and she just happened to have one friend who was tall and blonde, and we had a great time together. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. So do you yeah. feel... Are you just abandoning your nine dates for the summer goal? I am. I don't know. I just, like... I just increased my age range on, on Tinder, so, like, maybe oh. I'm going to start getting the 27 year olds that are out there in Durham but honestly I don't know I I feel like I just I have so much apathy towards dating especially for like this kind of the idea the idea of you dating a 27 year old really freaks me out wait why oh it just seems really old I'm 24 I know it just feels very old okay all right well okay wait you're not (laughs) 24 yet I'm very close Okay, you just made me feel very nervous for a second that I missed your birthday. No, no, no. No, we're not. We will be celebrating loud and proud. We will. Oh my god, we should should discuss this. We gotta have a birthday episode. I know. Well, no we don't, but okay, whatever. (laughs) Bottom line is, I expanded the age a little bit. We should play a fun game where we post both of our addresses and see who gets more gifts (laughs) on your birthday. (laughs) Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I feel like very, I feel like, I feel very apathetic towards, like, trying to go on a date with a stranger. I don't feel apathetic about being in love with someone. I feel like yeah, I'm almost not apathetic enough on that <laughs> front. <laughs> Could use a little more apathy <laughs> on my hopes and dreams. Um... <laughs> But, I don't know, there's a big difference between falling in love with someone that you know and then trying to go out on a date with someone that you don't know. Obviously, that didn't need to be said. (laughs) Yeah. I think it sucks because it's, like, everyone's ultimate desire, I feel like, is to, like, fall in love. But it's also, like... Yeah, but my dreams are special. You can't force that. What? But, like, you can't force it. No, you can't. And I feel like... You have to do you have to do life without having to like just bank on that because 
Yeah. Well, there's two reasons why you should why you should try and just make sure your life is as full as possible. One is because um, if you end up not finding someone, then it's okay because your life is really full. Um, and two is because I feel like when you are happy and life is good, you're just you become more open to the world, and then you end up meeting the person that you're gonna date. You know, like yeah, you. I feel like you can only meet the possibly meet if you do believe in a soulmate i think you could only meet your soulmate in the situation where you are feeling the most engaged and alive in your life because then they wouldn't be your soulmate yeah does that make sense yeah it makes a lot of sense like if you're chasing those positive vibes you're going to be putting yourself in a situation where you're going to meet people that you really like and enjoy yeah and that should be the goal yeah i agree that seems like that was how i consoled myself in my last spring that feels like that would be my philosophy if i were single yeah you would you say that and i i say that and then there's the moment (laughs) (laughs) oh man well what do you have anything else fun planned for tonight um so it's 9 40 it's a work night now which (laughs) means yeah, which means I gotta start getting in bed in like an hour and read my special book. I watch TV when you go to bed. Oh, you read! I love that. That's great. I do. I try. Well, I'm very. I'm a terrible sleeper. Um, I feel like you don't even know that because, like, if we had ever had sleepovers in high school, you weren't awake for the hours that I was awake. <laughs> right. Well, I'm a terrible sleeper, as in a terrible person to sleep with. So, I might because have been. You're a narcoleptic, or no? Just because I like. I like kick and like spread ar- myself around and I'm just very violent. Right, and you like to be cuddled, which means that someone else has to stay up and <laughs> attend to your cuddling. <laughs> anyway, I am a very light sleeper and I require like pitch black, no noise. So oh, I just wow. I try to I have to like I can't you know look at screens. I have to be sure I'm very yeah diligent with my routine. That's responsible. Is it, though? Mm-mm. Well, I just want to be carefree. I don't really watch much TV except at night. I like falling asleep to it. Um, but I just started that um, fun show, The Good Place, with Kristen Bell. The Good Bell. Place. It's about heaven and... It's about she died. Yeah, so it's basically Kristen... I hope that's revealed in the first episode. No, it is. That's, okay. like, the, the premise. But, yeah, That's she so dies, and then she goes to heaven, and it turns out that it was a clerical error, and she should not be there. She's and, supposed to be in hell? Yeah, and it's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, it's good. It's a nice, yeah. nice light show, because I still I haven't, like had the, I haven't had the emotional wherewithal to jump into Handmaid's Tale yet, so I needed something a little lighter. Nah. Well, so I, I'm guessing that you did not like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, I do. Okay, because I love that show. Yeah. I mean, I I have I have some issues with it. It's definitely no 30 Rock, but no. I do like it. And I think it was weird that one episode that they belittled alcoholism. I was like, I don't really understand. Yeah, there are, there are certain things that come up where I'm like, that was a little insensitive. Like, right. come on, come on, Tina, don't be such a dinosaur. Right, but in other ways, it's okay. Um. And then the second pass is always hilarious because you missed the first time they said something hilarious. Um, anyway, third season came out if you're interested. Yeah, I know. I actually saw that the other night. Um, I, haven't I might. Up. 
I might go to the living room and watch an episode, then come back to my room and sit on, uh, go watch and read a book. Sorry. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would jump into it. I feel like that show is really better the second watch through. Yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I but I think that about a lot of Tina Fey's work just because like she slides a lot of things in there without drawing attention to them. Yeah. Ah, genius. Which you will have to look for in my new piece that's coming out next weekend. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't even contain how stupid it is. <laughs> how long is it going to be? Four minutes. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited that you're in the the new era of making content. Uh, I, like, so, I, it's frustrating because, like, I, I feel like I have a vision. And if I lived in L.A. and had, like, a team of, like, six people, I could really make it something. Uh, well, I'm limited. Can I? That's that was a really good soundbite for <laughs> me to play back to you when I'm trying to make a case. Yeah, it'll. Yeah, okay, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> but thank you. Um, damn. Yeah. Well, I see what you're saying, but I love it. You're being a self-starter. You're just yep get, getting it done. Yep. And I uh, grateful shout out to my to my pal Leah for putting up with my directing yeah i can't wait she does it all she acts she directs she writes oh my god (laughs) she records the podcast which is by far the most strenuous i was actually like technology whiz i was setting up and i was like oh i don't have to tell anyone where to where to walk i'm just sitting back and recording (laughs) and then i was like annie it's not recording help me Tell me what to do. I love how you're too... Oh God, those are such good responses. Your first one was like, is the computer on a flat surface? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, is it on mute? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> too good. <laughs> wow. Gosh, well, well I, f- I feel a lot better now. That really helped me. I'm not I'm mad good. at you anymore. Oh, thank you. I was going to ask, but then I although, got scared. Although, feel free to, you know, send me some Venmo spikes yep <laughs> gotta get gotta take care of that magazine situation <laughs> and just and in the meantime just stop ordering ridiculous magazines at Tripoli, okay <laughs> okay if you can't if you can't pay for them don't order them Ugh, american husky is no longer gonna be in my reading catalog <laughs> i um, immediately assumed you meant dog before realizing. that is what i meant oh okay <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was about dogs, and then I was like, "Is that some like porn magazine that I don't know the name of?" And then I just tried to play it cool. Stay tuned for next week's episode. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I gotta get out All of right. here. All right, sayonara, adios, bye. Bye.